Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to another episode of No Head, where we learn to live in the present moment. How are you doing, breathers? Yeah? That's my name for all of you who are taking time to breathe and be in the present moment. I hope you're doing well and taking care of yourself. If you're tuning in for the first time, my name is Dorothy Ooko. Today's quote is from Albert Einstein. Quote, The world as we have created it is a process of our thinking. It cannot be changed without changing our thinking. End of quote. Truly excited about this show where we navigate life together. As is our practice, let's take a moment to fully arrive and settle down by doing a few breathing exercises. Fully arriving is about coming to stillness, tuning in to the present moment. It's about allowing your breath to transition you from what you are doing to this present moment. This allows you to become still and check in on how you're feeling. So let's practice together by being aware of our next three breaths. We will breathe in through your nose to a count of five. We will hold to a count of two and we will let the breath out slowly through the mouth to a count of five. So let's begin. Breathe in through your nose. Hold. Breathe out slowly through your mouth. Breathe in through your nose. Hold. Breathe out slowly through the mouth. Breathe in through your nose. Hold. Breathe out slowly through the mouth. I am so excited about this episode because... I am with Sarah Mitaru. And <laughs> welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you. Those of you who know Sarah know her as a singer, performer, artist, creator. And so today, Sarah was dropping me a meal. <laughs> and it was some nice steak and vegetables. And I've just finished it. And I said, but Sarah, we need to talk. <laughs> and so here we are with Sarah. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I made it to the podcast. You made that it. That I listen to I am all the time. So, so I have enjoyed that steak and I've enjoyed the vegetables. And I was trying to figure out, hmm, which vegetables are there? What's there? And you do this, but you don't tell people about your creative. Can you tell us a bit about 
about this whole thing yes this I whole mean, thing i guess first it's to give credit to the person who actually cooked which yes. was my husband david who is a music producer right um and is not trained in cooking at all so he did the steak the vegetable oh, the whole wow. thing. it was so professional was oh <laughs> that steak i wasn't talking to sarah as i was eating it i was just really enjoying and savoring each piece Thank you. You'll be so happy to hear, and I'm so happy to hear. And I was watching as well. I know this is true. So we've um, how do I put this? Because I'm a singer and he's a music producer. We've spent over 20 years working on our craft, which is singing and making music. And I think about two years ago, we decided to to do what we love. You know, as you grow older, you want to zone in on being excellent but at the same time doing what you love mm. within a space that allows you to, to grow and even move forward. So we came up with this idea of a, a show called Ash, and those are a couple of us. Mm -hmm. um, it's called Acoustic Songwriters Hub. So you sing an angry song, a sad song, and a happy song. It's a play on words. And the, the background of that was every time I'd go for a show, people would be talking. And I'm like, why are you talking? Why can't you hear what they're saying? And I am a songwriter first. Mm -hmm. so, um, yesterday, actually, I saw Dolly Patton speaking, and oh, she I said, "No, no, 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 I watched her in like this. There's this documentary that's come out about her, and she said something that I identified with because I would say it all the time. She mm -hmm. said, "I'm a songwriter first. I said, "That's it. I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm a songwriter first. Right. When people listen to a song, I'm listening to the lyrics. I'm listening to how the story is being told." Mm -hmm. So there was no space for songwriters. At least that's what I felt in the music industry, mm. um, because everything was about the performance being over, being blown up. And I wanted people to hear the stories that were being written mm. in the song. So Ash came up, and we started with six people: one, two, three, four, five, six. Mm -hmm. The first show, right. and in like a year and a half, we have a database of one thousand people. So it was basically, I call you. Then you, you come with five friends. Then those five friends come and they are so amazed that they come with another five friends. So we did not know that, we didn't realize we were crowdsourcing for a year and everybody would write their names down. Right. So we have these pages and pages and pages of phone numbers. And Ash performances <laughs> are incredible. In, yeah. Absolutely. And then you almost feel like you're in this place with the family exactly. you don't know one another you're like have you booked this place when okay. i'm expecting three people yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's just it's a family friendly absolutely. place it's absolutely. such an experience absolutely um i think based on all the trauma that i not all part of the trauma that i've been through in my mm. past um losing a child going through just difficult things in life mm. i felt that music needs to be a space where we can actually heal when we right. hear um, songs. Mm. And so even the greatest compliment after any Ash, Ash show would be somebody saying, I just feel like a load has been lifted off my shoulders. Mm. You know, where you just, you can feel as if you are seen. So the lyrics and the words allow people to laugh, smile, right. and be seen. It's like staring into a mirror and mm. that being a process of healing on its own. Right. So that's the slightly deeper side of it, but right. we also um, love to sing. So as I was saying, long story short, we did it for a while and just before the pandemic, we had to stop. We did the last show in February and we, we had to stop. And stopping to perform, to sing, to produce music was a rude shock. Because for, yeah, for 20 years, 
that's all you've ever done, whether MC the show, you're always busy doing something. So I think to any creative, the most devastating thing is in your mind the inability to create. Mm. Because you find that as you as you create more, it's almost like breathing in and out. You know, the 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 ability to create is breathing in and out. Mm. Find a painter, you'll find they have stacks of painting. Find a singer-songwriter, they have books of song. So there's someone who said that creative people live in between two realms, the future and now. It's almost like they're able to to see things with a third eye. And so they are telling stories in a different space altogether. Mm. So when you feel like that has been shut down, your whole world literally does feel like it will collapse. And I think I spent the larger part of the announcement of the pandemic to five to six months in not knowing what to do and having the emotional, physical, and almost an actual soulish fatigue that mm. bore me down. Please, I'm like, I don't want to come out of the house. I don't want to talk about it. I don't know how to come out of this thing in mm. my mind. And so myself and a lot of people were struggling with finding our place in the midst of this. And I think the journey as it changed began for me with my friend Bez in Nigeria. He sent me a message and he said, I'm putting you on my challenge. I said, what's your challenge? He said, for the next six months, I need you to do six, five to six things every day for six months and post it on your Instagram feed. Actually, you're joking. He said, post it on your Instagram feed. So, and part of those is learn a new skill. Oh, I love it. <laughs> because those of you who know Sarah, her Instagram feed is, it's, you don't want to miss. It's lit. It has got... Just it's it makes me happy to be honest. I I feel the sense of communion when I look at the tape. Your brunch Sundays are amazing, and we'll talk about why I haven't been invited. But I just love. I look at that and I, it gives me such hope in life. Just looking at at what you post, it's about food. It's about eating. It's about performing. It's about appreciating others. Absolutely. And you do it so well. So you, you took up the challenge. I took up the challenge and I did this. I think I'd gone done almost a hundred days. Um, but brunch was going on on our page. We started brunch about one or two years ago when we realized there was, we we're so busy. We we're not spending enough time with our daughters mm. and wanted to do something together. So they said, we all, they all like to cook. Not me. David and his daughters love the kitchen. And wow. I was like, fine i'm going to learn by doing this thing so they would laugh as i tried to make brunch and david would come and rescue the brunch every time you can't put an egg like that let me fix it so your daughters cook with you yes 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 mm. so we would we would plate and do all these beautiful things as if we're in a restaurant so that we can feel happy with ourselves every sunday and then that was that so we did this for a long time and then in the midst we took a gap out so we are talking about four to five months of what are we going to do and every time people would say, bury your head in the sun, it didn't sit well with me. Something about that statement did not sit well People with me. say that? People Absolutely. believe that? Most people were like, right. the, the concept of, for lack of a better word, mm. hibernation, which is do what the animals do, stay back, wait it out, you know. And I'm because going, people thought this was going to this end. This was going to end. So I, it did not sit well with me. It did not mm. sit well with David or, or take a step back and scale back. I'm like, if we are being confronted by a problem, in any management class, they teach you to bust your way through it, mm -hmm. you know? And if you hit a wall, you don't run back. I guess 
the fighter in me was not reconciling with the reality of something else outside of what I was saying. Mm -hmm. Despite the fact that there were all these ideas floating in our heads. And in my head, personally, in my head. So every time somebody would say, you know, cut down, scale back, move back, move out, lay low, wait, reduce. I was like, this minimalist thing is getting to me, but I don't know why. I couldn't understand. I think the turning point happened when we had a conversation with David and we said, we are going to take pictures of branch at another level. We are mm. going to, this is the only way we feel we can create. So we are going to create this branch at a level that is higher than for ourselves to feel like we are like lighting a matchstick, almost lighting a matchstick right. to reignite the creativity that we have within us. So and he took boards and we borrowed from his mother. It's funny, you know, vintage caps. You know those mm. old ones she got 40 years ago? Oh, they look so good. Oh, those pictures, yes. one, they, they did serve their purpose. They did. Yeah. So we, we got stuff together cooked and he was standing and taking pictures and when they came out we felt happy yes. we were like he's Yay, a great photographer he's a great photographer great photographer felt wow we've created something so we put posted the map and shiro she has fun homes on instagram yes and oh i love that and i love shiro and fun yeah, homes because yeah. i f i really think she's also queen of creativity absolutely yeah. absolutely and, and so she picked up the phone and called and said, how are you guys? And I said, we're getting through the storm. And she said, you're not getting through the storm. Mm -hmm. Become the storm. I said, I'm sorry, what? She said, become the storm. If you are a guy in a, in a ship in the middle of the ocean and the waves are hitting you really hard, what do you do? You stand on that thing and you steer it until you come out on the other side. Right. I said, this was the first time somebody was actually speaking to what was in my mind far as being like a lion you know just mm. run towards the thing and fight it out so i thought to myself that's so interesting so she said come over to my house and we had a conversation that i think jump-started some of the things that we have been trying to do for a year <laughs> what i love about this is having another artist like shiro who reaches out to Absolutely. another artist Absolutely. to other artists like you Absolutely. and david and then says no, you are not going to bury your Absolutely. head in the sand, Absolutely. as people are saying. Yeah. You are going to be the storm. Absolutely. And therefore, you're having support from someone Absolutely. else who sees that possibility Absolutely. and is extending a hand to say, we are, we are doing this together. And I love I, that. That was lesson number one. Um, if I'm to drive the conversation towards lesson number one to during pandemic. Yes. See yourself as somebody with a hand, like you're drowning and your hand is up. Right. Get another creative to pull you out because the language that is being shared is one of empathy and solution-based mm. uh, as compared to any creative and, and I'm, I'm so sorry i'm zoning in because this is my, my area yeah, this um, is going to be about artists uh, about artists people who create because i think that and this is the thing about this podcast i talk to i talk to children yes. i talk to different people yes. and i think that for this, we are talking to creatives, creatives like you because it's a tough time. It is, it is. It's a tough time it to be an absolutely. artist when there are no entertainment places. Absolutely. Everything is locked down. Absolutely. You cannot even think creatively because you're in this closed space. Absolutely. How and, to and, get and, out of it. Exactly. And you're probably struggling to get your own survival. Right. Plan. And you're saying raise your, raise hand, your hand up. Raise it. 
raise it and so another creative, creative will come out. will show up I and, like and to those that have the capacity to mm. i think more than anything be pulling somebody out of that thing wow. just give them a leg up mm. because once you do leave them alone they'll be okay once you come out and your head is above the water you'll swim you'll run you'll do whatever it takes because these are a bunch of people who are already wired to see things differently so this cannot bring them down they just need a leg up whatever right. that looks like what happened with Shiro for me was the beginning of the change of a mindset. Change of a... <laughs> Tell me about this change of a mindset. Yes. So um, one of the things that... One of the things that for the last four to five years mm. um, that I've had to... I, I say I'm, I'm a product of failure, conflict, mistakes, and every other thing that goes wrong, which mm. in on its own is actually supposed to mature you to become the person that you're supposed right. to be. Right. These are not bad things. They mm. can only elevate who you are supposed to be. I love that. <laughs> yes. Thank you. If you view it from a different standpoint, it will do exactly that. The, the reality that I had to come to almost four to five years ago was that I have to constantly be at a place where my mindset is changing. And if it, if it remains rigid, I will never mature. I will never learn. And I'll get stuck. And so the conversation reignited mm. the truth that my mindset needed to change. How do I see things? Many times as, as a creative, we tend to be rigid in how we see things. We can be on one extreme, we can be very fluid. But the security of knowing if I do this, it will work. Because I've struggled so hard to mm. get here. Becomes like, it, it ties you. You know, it's it's almost like a prison. It's, but I think it's it's all human beings, human and beings. that's why COVID nineteen shocked us Completely. because we thought we things we, were going, going on a certain way. way. We but even thought that it would end after three months, three months and uh, life would like, go on. No. And we've seen that that rigidity of holding absolutely. on to life absolutely does not help us. It doesn't. And so the the reality that I needed to change my mindset was. Shocking and refreshing. Mm. Refreshing because there's always something on the other side. But you wouldn't know until you get to the other side. I like that. There's always something, there's always on, the something on the other side. And at a minimum, mm. at the very basic, you grow. At the very basic, mm. you will be better for it. You will grow on the other side. So changing the mindset means standing in a position where you begin to see things from a different perspective. And accepting the reality that... This is not what it's it's going to be, but it doesn't have to drown me, it doesn't have to kill me. There is mm. something on the other side. And the pandemic allowed mm. us to look deeply within ourselves into things that we never knew we could do. We have a lot of time because we're not singing or anything. I didn't know I could write that many songs. I've written so many songs. Oh, really? Oh, I can't over. wait to see you perform them. <laughs> I've written over, An album is imagine, out. I've written over 100 songs. Wow. In the time. But then most people jumped into the kitchen. So I decided to just to just start cooking. And long story short. I know I'm surprised. Yes, that you, I you can't it. I cannot believe it. Like I cannot believe that you can cook because uh, there's a yeah, whole story yes, to this. It's a whole story. <laughs> yes. But here you are cooking. Imagine. Mm. And we were watching so much content that we remembered that one year ago we had tried to launch the, the food side of Ash and it didn't work. And we wished that we had time to perfect the skill, we wished we had time 
to do it and we were like ah but we are musicians anyway we'll hire somebody we've been trying for two and a half years to get the food side because we wanted a space where we could have the food and the music that we were telling a similar story and it comes together but we thought we'll hire somebody now that somebody doesn't exist we are at home we are with the kids what do we do and we just found ourselves cooking, cooking. but then the concept of commercializing the cooking mm -hmm. was a problem altogether because mm -hmm. you're like Anybody can cook, right? But what does it mean to turn it into equity? What does that look like? Mm. And you're just at home. So then this is where the conversation is should happen. So she said, I love your branch, but where is the product? I asked her, what is a product? <laughs> <laughs> what a marketing what lingo. Do you, what do you mean, where is the product? Yes. This is the food. We've taken the pictures. We said, no, you, we all know you can't see. And because there are no more gigs. Now yeah. this is when the lockdown was in full effect. What can people buy to make sure that you have something to buy diapers or to buy, you know, it's just a bare dignity of living life mm. because your income has crashed. Even if you're living off your savings, it's done. Yeah, it's finished. It's done. And you're also supporting other creatives. Yes. It's not just you and David. Exactly. There are others who look up to you Absolutely. who are playing other instruments. Absolutely. So she says, where's your product? And then we say, I said, okay. She said, tomorrow, like when you come next week, mm. you'll take the pictures at my house, but come with a product. I've never laughed like that. Before I could sleep in the middle of the night, she's sending me a link. This is glass jars. Go and order from this lady um, glass jars. And she gave me a gift. She gave me a gift in her right hand was a stencil with our logo. And she said, anything you put this stencil on is your product and you can sell it. Never not have a shilling in your hand. A simple stencil. She said, just, if you do this, in fact, this is the number of this lady. She can come and put this stencil for you. If you put it, that's your logo. You <laughs> can sell that thing. So I'm staring in shock. Like, what do you mean? She said, yes. So come with the dressing. I told her, I can make dressing. That's how she said, come with the dressing. I remember I called this lady and I told her, give me 10 bottles, but I don't think I'll need more. She said, you might need more. I said, no, 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 no. I don't even think I'll be able to package these 10 and sell them, so don't worry. So you're limiting your potential. Absolutely. Because I was operating. This is my mindset. Right. My mindset hasn't your mindset, changed. Exactly. My mindset hasn't changed. So I'm like, let me make you happy. You're my sister's friend. I don't want to be rude. Let's get over and done with mm. this and then move on to the next one. On that day alone, all 10 bottles disappear like Shiro is the giving power their, of yes. mindset <laughs> i like that and i want you to talk really really sir i want you to talk more about that mindset because i find that that's what limits us Absolutely. whether we are creatives or not Absolutely. but we have a mindset that limits us and we think so small 10 bottles when we could do a hundred and you could do you know 100. i think my mm. personal opinion is that um, we have a responsibility to open our view of life and mm. open our mindset in different ways. Mm. Um, from a very simple perspective, a conversation with somebody can change your mindset. A book can change your mindset. Mm. A documentary can change your mindset. Exposure can change your mindset. Mm. And exposure has now been drawn to the internet. Don't have to jump on a plane. My daughter talks about Paris like she's been there. She's never been on that. She's never been. But yes. she'll watch anything and everything about it. 
So that already I have to take Maya. You have to take Maya. Like, I know. I that's feel like it. she'd be such a she great companion. Be, she's just like she speaks about the love, like she's been oh. there. I'm like you have never even seen this thing. Oh, but we have to go watch, to Paris. Or she'll read a book. You see, her mindset her is mindset, opened. Exactly. She has a bigger mindset than you and David. Exactly. She is seeing herself in Paris. Absolutely. So when we when we expose ourselves to all these things, they slowly begin to change our mindset. One of the things that also changes mindset, based on my experience, is difficult situations and suffering. Any difficult situation can do all of two things. It can make you bitter or it can allow you to see things from a different... I mean, when we came back into the country, one of the things that happened to me that changed me completely was we... And now I'm segueing into something else because right. um, we are talking about mindset is we had our own house here, we had stuff. Mm. And then when we came back, we didn't have anything because we had given it away or sold or Right, whatever. so you're starting... We were starting from zero. zero. And uh, we had to live with uh, my parents in law and david's dad is is like he's in full-time church ministry in an in low income area so this is like in the hood so we moved uh what anybody would call the hood or a semi-slam to right so, so the dynamics are completely different and they have a great house and everything there but their calling is to low income and so they made a decision to live there because they said we can't bring change unless we live amongst the people so we stayed at my parents for a little bit but we went there so I don't have a salary and we've been in Kenya for a minute. We had not planned to stay. We've moved completely location-wise. Mm. I remember I had been called to sing. And I did not have 100 shillings to go for rehearsal. 100 shillings. Because I've not worked. My, the way I take life is I'm like, okay, this is what's happening. It's a lesson. Let's do it. And so my mother-in-law gives me 100 shillings. And... Um, we enter into the matter and we go for the rehearsal. So she's given me the, the bus fare. So first I'm right. going through the experience of, okay, I entered the job. And I sat through, the rehearsal was in what I now call upper Nairobi. I was so hungry and I woke up because I was finished with the kids. I didn't pack a meal. So I'm, I'm careless and I'm like, let's go the full night. Right. And I sat there and we finished rehearsal and everybody said bye. And I entered the Matatu back. And you were connecting like two or three and went back home. And I cried the whole way home. I didn't cry because I didn't have money. I have asked myself for the last 10 years, the people who sing with me have been jumping into a Matatu hungry and I didn't pay them after the rehearsal. Oh my God, I'm cruel. I wept because I had, I, I had the opportunity to see things differently. Right. So then I began to understand oh, certain things. I know. It's such a powerful. I be, it, that moment allowed me to step into somebody else's shoes. Right. So that I can have the empathy that is required to bring change mm. when the time is right. So when they were, when I went back, I, I was so tired, I was so hungry, and I knew that after the show, which would, I'd need to do three more rehearsals, mm. and then the money would come much later. So I started calculating. So how how does this person make it from here to here? Mm. Because now I was in that you're in the Yes, you're in the same place. From that moment, it is a standard rule if you are performing with me, an Uber will pick you up and there will be food before we start. Oh. <laughs> so it was a small thing. Yes. But changed how but you... But that changed yes. my mindset. Exactly. So that experience of what mm. was 
my a good friend of mine called Joy said something about me. She told me you're privileged, and I was so offended. Mm. I was like, you have called me privileged. She said, no, no, no. The fact that you're refusing to stand where somebody else is is showing your privilege. Fix that. And so mindsets can, and many times are changed by a form of suffering, a difficult situation. Then allows you. If you look at it right, right, it gives you the empathy that you need to when you come out on the other side, you'll mm. be different. You'll speak differently, you'll say things differently, and you'll be passionate about them because you've stood where another right. person has. Of all the things that have changed mindset in my life, that is the one that has allowed me to be a little not yet where I'm supposed to be, but to be a little bit different right. as I move through life. So by the time we came to this pandemic and it was clear zero like you become a strong i began to realize that i had two things one i believe she had mentioned i was entitled in who i had become as a musician expecting but it's me but i'll see but this this covid was not didn't know my name they right. know my name doesn't know right. my address those it had no obligation yes to me to saramita no i was entitled or to any of us or human to any beings. of us because that's what you, it did yes exactly yeah, we were all entitled Absolutely. and we realized that, no, no, no. Imagine there's a bigger me. plan and you Absolutely. know nothing about nothing it. Nothing about it. But it also allowed an opportunity for my mindset to change again. Now, the reality was I needed to do something different, probably even the same thing, and get through it and mm. not take a step and go like under the table. So we started with addressing. And so if you asked me in one sentence, one phrase, what have been the joys of this pandemic? Humanity. Humanity. And there are some joys in spite Absolutely. of it being difficult. Absolutely. It's humanity. Absolutely. That was kindness to me. And then the responsibility for me to pay it forward was now on my shoulder because somebody else has done it for me. And to see other people embrace a stranger, a bunch of strangers, David and myself, was overwhelming. It's still, it mm. was and still is overwhelming in that way. They don't know me, they're not my family, they're nothing. They my, owe you nothing. Nothing. To see all our friends say, literally on, on a weekly basis, one person will call and say, hi, do you have stick? Hi, do you, do you need a place to do this? What do you right. think of this? Where everybody's chipping right. in with ideas. You know how they say, do it scared. Just make the first move, whatever it is. If you're a painter and maybe you can't be able to sell these really big paintings. So sketch little cards, yeah. sketch little cards. Thank you cards, we'll buy them. Don't give up. No. I think that's what you're saying because people have tended to give up. Absolutely. Do something. Do something, yeah. but reach out. And if anybody reaches out, I think we have a responsibility to say mm. up to this point, yes, mm. I can do it, it. It's the whole thing on its own has allowed me to see, as I say, humanity, to see the reality that even before I expect the humanity of others, the work inside of me to yes. change my mindset, to see things differently and to accept mm. that my mindset keeps, needs to keep changing. I, I hope I'll be 90 and I'll have this 10 year old speaking of something mm. so shocking to mm. me, but I'll pause mm. before I give my opinion and examine what they've said and ask myself if there's something about how I think that needs to change. These are the things that I, I constantly, I say, I, I hope I'll still be able to reevaluate myself mm. and not say, but this is how we have always done it. And I think the pandemic 
for everybody and it has shifted such words of wisdom i love to change them raise your hand change your mindset and bring out the humanity absolutely and being teachable i think what you're saying absolutely. some people experiences can be wasted if absolutely. you don't yes learn yes and you know what you talked about you know putting yourself out there and saying this is how this feels i'm going to change how anyone who is in my team absolutely is treated absolutely how do we remain because i think to, you need a teachable heart and a teachable spirit mm -hmm. How do you cultivate that? Because I think that some people, sometimes it's all about me mm -hmm. that you tend like, you could have just gone, look at them, just they're treating me so badly mm -hmm. and make it all about you mm -hmm. and lose that moment. How do you get the balance to have that moment to cry, it's painful, but to also let the moment teach you and let the experience be meaningful? Such a profoundly good question mm. but so philosophically <laughs> difficult at the same time i'm like wow <laughs> the answer i believe to the question is as human beings we have a choice i always say it's like two roads we have a choice to be better or remain the same we constantly have to choose it's advisable to choose to be better there are some people who choose not to you know it's actually a choice we constantly have to make it clear that people have a choice mm. and the choice is either to remain the same or do better and part of the experience of doing better is mm. really making sure that you don't always see yourself as a victim mm. Mm. that is not an easy thing but if you begin by choosing not to see yourself as a victim the possibility of questions that will approach you will force you to slowly wade through mm. and see, okay, what's going on here? It is difficult by any standard because there are many times you're like, hey, I think this has been handed a, a, a difficult one. But when you step out of it, if, if for all of two minutes, you say, if I was not a victim in this situation, what can I learn from this? I, I say that is... I, I don't think it will ever grow old because difference, difficulty, all these things, it changes, you know, it morphs, it morphs itself into something different mm. each and every time. But if we can dance with the idea for a few minutes, we have begun opening our minds to something completely different. And that is a beginning. I cannot emphasize enough how difficult that is. But to get to the place whereby you don't make it about you is in that moment, it was not, I'm having a hard time. I danced with the possibility of, okay, I'm not mm -hmm. a victim of other people not planning properly right. or a bad, right. not why me, but what is this teaching me? It's being intentional about the questions we're asking ourselves. That's a discipline. It's mm. a discipline like going to the gym. It's a discipline like choosing to drink water if water right. is a struggle. Those questions are a discipline. And it is, David is the one who says, this is the language of the mature, of those that are seeking maturity. So in the path, the two paths that you want to walk, if you're intentional about maturity, these are the difficult questions that you constantly have to ask yourself all the time. I don't think it, all of us are in process. We're moving from one, I say maturity is in levels, standard one to standard 10 or whatever. We're all in process. And so it's, it's what we use to transition from 
one place of maturity, one level of maturity to another. And we are constantly growing. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> what a powerful way to end that the most important is not, you know, the questions that we ask ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's not about why me, but what am I learning in this process? Absolutely. And if you're able to go through that, then you'll be able to be intentional about what you're doing. Absolutely. And how you grow and how you mature. And it will change not just your life, mm -hmm. but of everybody around you. It's like a, if you if you light a small blade of grass on fire, everything around it has to catch. You just need that one match. It will change everybody. That's how culture is changed. With one person. Then wow. they impact everybody. It just it just moves. What has Sarah Mitaru become? What how has Ash become evolved now? Now yes. <laughs> I think the what has happened is So the food I the enjoyed food, which food is good. Enjoyed. And I was saying, why aren't you telling people about it? Because I almost had to poke you to get this order of, of, of food brought my way. But why aren't you telling people like this? Like we need brunch at Sarah's. This is how this much is how it will much be. If you need to take like the one Dorothy had, this is it. Why aren't you being intentional about it? I think um, these are our shortcomings. Mm. And our shortcomings, shortcomings usually begin inside a person that before you even get to the system inside you our shortcomings is we we strive for excellence so much that sometimes we become our own worst enemy this is a reality no it's not exactly the way it's supposed to be wait one second before we put up which is why when when you're within a community they push you to to do things that you ordinarily right. wouldn't so we we've taken our time with it because when david and i talked about ash we recognize that we failed at it repeatedly. I say any success is a function of multiple layers of failure. Right. And so we failed at cooking for people, hosting people repeatedly. But the one thing we wanted to be is we wanted the food to, to make people feel like, oh my gosh, I was such a hearty meal. I really say, Ash is not the restaurant that gets the mission and stuff. It's mm. the one that you feel like, okay, I feel like somebody spoke to me with a right. plate of food. So just the other week, David said, I've nailed. He said, we're going to have angry food, sad food, and happy food. That makes sense. <laughs> Which is the angry food? I love it. I, I, I don't know. That's after he has to come talk about it. I was like, sad food is like maybe chocolate and with what? And then you're digging into that waffle. Like I that. love it. <laughs> and happy food. We are hoping to tell a story with the food. Mm. And the story is that we're not professionals. We admire them, but we've learned to do this because others have allowed us the opportunity mm. to stand on their shoulders. So we're not a function of strength, mm. but a function of our own weakness and people embracing us even at our lowest. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's a powerful way to end. It's really powerful, you know, you standing on other people, but you are also extending that. Absolutely. And humanity is, sh is showing up for all of us. Is. Thank you so much. Thank you it has for been such a, me. Thank you. It's been such a joy. This is my first podcast ever. <laughs> I'm like, oh gosh, what did I say? What's happening? This is such a joy, and you're such a great teacher. <laughs>
SoundCloud, and now we are on Spotify as well. Catch you next time, my friend. May you eliminate the mindset of can't. May you learn the lessons life brings your way. And may you extend humanity to another being. Bye-bye for now. Have a great week.